welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode, I'm really excited because it is getting to be that time of year again that is my favorite time of year for camping, and that is winter. Um, So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking a little bit about gearing up for winter camping and what you need. So if you want to learn some tips on, you know, what you're going to need, what are the essentials, how do I stay comfortable when winter camping, how do I make winter my favorite time to overland and camp, uh, definitely stay tuned because there's going to be a lot of great content around that on this episode. All Things Overlanding is brought to you by some fantastic companies. You should definitely check out the description and click through their links to see all the awesome stuff they offer. Companies like Red Arc for all your overlanding power management needs. Last US Bag, tons of amazing quality overlanding bags. Rugged Bound Supply Company, rooftop tents, awnings, roof racks, and more. And Northology Overland, guided overlanding trips and a free overlanding magazine. All right, guys, as I mentioned today, I'm going to be talking about some awesome tips for winter overlanding slash camping. Um, Before we dive into that, though, did just want to mention, if you do get some good information from this video, if you like it, click that thumbs up button. That really helps more than you would think. And if you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. I do a couple videos a week about do-it-yourself mods, just general overlanding stuff, newbie overlanding stuff. So if any of that sounds like something you're interested in, I would love to have you. All right, guys, so getting into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Talking about gearing up for winter. Again, this is my favorite time of year. I love going overlanding and camping in the winter. Um, Let me give you a couple reasons for that before we dive into the tips for doing winter camping. So the reasons that I love winter overlanding and camping is, you know, one, there are no bugs. Here in Indiana in the summer, it's hot, it's humid, it's sticky. There are bugs everywhere. There are ticks everywhere. It's kind of terrible. Um, So when winter rolls around, fall and winter, all the bugs go away. Um, There are far less people out. So you're going to deal with a lot less restrictions as far as like campsites being taken or people being, you know, in a spot that you may have wanted or planned to take. Um, So there's just less people. There's less noises. There's less gunfire. There's less talking and just noise in general there are just less people so it's really peaceful really you know relaxing i really really love it Um, and then third you know the trails totally change it's amazing so you know you may have some trails that you're really familiar with they're maybe even really too easy for you a lot of them in my national forest near where i live are really basic sort of just gravel roads but in the winter you get some snow down you get some some ice down and all of a sudden you get some new challenges it switches things up a little bit it becomes a lot more fun and gives you a lot more stuff to sort of think about and overcome when you're going in to try and find a spot also makes exploring a little bit more fun because it's a little bit harder to find spots and see stuff Um, so just gives you a little bit of new challenges and mixes things up hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, So let's get into sort of tip number one for how to gear up for winter camping slash overlanding. Um, My first tip is we need to think about essentials, right? So like, what do you absolutely need to have? So when you're going out winter camping, 
it's not the same as like summer camping where if you forgot something, it's not really the end of the world. Um, if you, you know, when it's hot out, you don't really need a, a sleeping bag all that much unless it's going to get cold at night. But most of the time in the summer, it's going to be hot and miserable anyways. You're probably going to lay on top of it. If you forgot your sleeping bag, not a big deal. If it's going to get down in the 20s and 30s and you don't have a sleeping bag, it's game over, right? Like you're going to have to turn your truck on and sleep in it all night or go home. There's no like, I'm just going to man up and sleep in my, my hammock with no sleeping bag in 20 degree weather, right? So it is really important to think about what are the essentials that you're gonna take with you? What do you need to take with you on the trip? And that you pack those things. So, you know, some of the essentials that I always think about are shelter, of course, is gonna be a necessity. In my case, I've got a rooftop tent on my truck. That's my plan. Um, but if you don't, then you gotta bring your hammock. If you aren't a hammock sleeper, or if it's gonna snow or something and you have a hammock, you need to have a tarp to go over top of a rain fly, right? Um, if it wasn't in winter, you'd need a bug net, but in the winter, that is one thing you don't have to worry about, right? Um, so think about your shelter. If you are going to, you know, be a tent camper, do you have a ground tarp? If there's snow on the ground and stuff, you're going to want to keep that tent from getting sopping wet in the bottom of it. So you're going to need some sort of a ground tent. Um, do you have a cot? If you're going to use a cot, do you sleep on the ground? Do you have your air pad if you're going to sleep on the ground? What are the essentials? What are the things that you absolutely have to have to not have a terrible time, right? Um, do you have the right clothes? Are you dressed appropriately? You can't just go out in 20, 30 degree weather in jeans and a jacket, right? Like you need to think about some long underwear, maybe some wool socks, maybe doubling up on socks, some sort of waterproof boots, or, you know, at least some sort of shoes that are pretty resilient to water. Um, you know, layers are your friend because, you know, in the winter you want to have more because you can always take stuff off, but you can't put more on if you don't have it. So I generally will wear something like a t-shirt with a long sleeve like um, Under Armour shirt underneath of it that keeps the heat in. So long sleeve Under Armour, t-shirt over top, sweatshirt over top of that, and then maybe like a fleece, like a fleece zip up top over that, and then like a jacket over that. Again, if I start to get hot, I can take off a layer or two. If I start to get cold, I can put on a layer. When I go to bed at night, I can put on all my layers so that I don't have to worry as much about how cold it's gonna get. So definitely your shelter, you know, your bedding, your sleeping bag, make sure you have the appropriate level. If you have a 50 degree sleeping bag, you maybe wanna bring a zero degree for winter. Um, make sure you bring the proper clothes. Make sure that you bring, you know, the proper vehicle too. So obviously if it's the weather's gonna be inclement, you want it to be reliable, you want it to be capable. You can't, this may be one of those times where you don't take out, you know, the, the wife's Prius, for example, um, for that trip. Maybe you do wanna take something that's four wheel drive if there's a chance that there's gonna be weather. You wanna have something that's capable and reliable, right? If you have a less reliable rig, sometimes in the winter that may not be the best option because there could be a danger element to it where it's just not safe. If something were to happen and that truck weren't to start the next day, you'd be in big trouble. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, so next we're going to talk about comfort. And what I mean by this is, you know, there, there's a total difference between surviving a camp out in the winter and enjoying a camp out in the winter. Um, I hear all the time from people that are like, yeah, I went camping in the winter. It was terrible. I froze. I was up all night. I didn't sleep at all. I shivered. You know, I just, it was terrible. I hated it. I'm never doing it again. 
So that's what I mean by comfort is the minimum amount of comfort, right? Like I'm not saying like you need to have like a camper and, you know, a heater and all that stuff. That's not exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you need to at least make sure that you're not going to have a terrible time. Um, good example, earlier this year, 2021, um, I went on a sort of a newbie overlanding camping trip. Um, it was posted up on one of my local overlanding groups and I just happened to see it and I was available that weekend. I was like, I'm going to go hop in this group of like seven or eight guys and girls and I'm going to go hang out. And I get there and like half of them didn't show up, but then there were like three or four of them and they were all like, we've never done this before. We've never really overlanded. We've never really camped all that much and we've definitely never done it in the winter. And I mean, we had a range of people. We had people with like a ground tent that just were freezing all night and really weren't prepared. We had a guy that slept in his Jeep. We had, we had the whole gamut, right? So that's what I'm kind of trying to prep you for here is like when you're gonna go on that first trip, over prepare a little bit, right? Think about the comfort aspect of it so that again, it's not a terrible trip and you're not gonna go away from that winter trip and be like, you know what, never again. Um, it's just not It's just not good, right? And that's kind of one of the tenets of overlanding anyways is being prepared. Um, but again, not just being prepared to barely survive, but like you can be comfortable too. So like some of the things that I would recommend for that, for a comfort, comfortable sort of sleep in the winter is, you know, again, Tying back into the proper clothes, the proper sleeping bag, that sort of stuff is a great first step. To sort of add layers to that, I bring a wool blanket with me, or I've got my get out gear uh, down blanket. Both of those are great options. You you know, what I do is I lay my wool blanket down on my in my rooftop tent, I lay my sleeping bag on top of it, and then I wrap the wool blanket back up around me like a big old taco. Um, then I get in there in my zero degree bag with a wool blanket wrapped around it, and most nights that's sufficient. Most nights I'm fine with that, even down into like the teens and the 20s. Um, if you do start to get really cold, I definitely highly recommend, and I'll put links to all this stuff in the description down below, the wool blanket, the down blanket, and hot hands. Hot hands have been a lifesaver. I see people all the time on all the Facebook groups and everything talking about how they want to build a diesel heater or they want to get a, a buddy heater. I have a buddy heater too. I've barely ever used it. Um, what I really intend to use it for is like under the awning in the fall, just to keep people warm in a small vicinity, but not really for sleeping. Yeah, I'm not comfortable with it in a rooftop tent, right? It just seems like it's sort of a hazard. Um, but you don't even need all that stuff. Like, and diesel heaters aren't that expensive. I understand that. But then you got to have a power source. You got to have fuel. You got to deal with maintenance and glow plugs going out and that sort of thing. I've just always tried to keep it as simple as possible. And I mostly go in the winter, right? So like if it made sense for anybody, a diesel heater would make sense for me. And I may eventually do one. I'm not. Don't hold this against me someday if I do end up getting a diesel heater. But I mean, for the last few years, some hot hands, a zero degree bag, and a wool blanket have been awesome. Um, I even recently bought a like a DC powered heating blanket and that's been really nice. I'll plug it into like a small portable power generator and I'll just let it go till it runs out, right? I'll start it for like a half hour, hour and I'll fall asleep. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm cold, I'll pop it back on and just let it go till it kills that little battery. Um, which usually I can get five to six hours or so out of like a 300 watt hour battery pack, no problem. Um, but so like, that's what I'm talking about is you need to still be comfortable. It does, shouldn't have to be like a harrowing, life-threatening thing, right? So think about the comfort. Think about if you need a buddy heater, if you have a tent and you have plenty of room for it where it's safe to set it up and it's not so cold that your propane's gonna freeze, that's, we'll get to that here in a second, then you could do a buddy heater or something like that. You could do a diesel heater. You can do those things to make it so it's not so miserable for you. Um, so that takes us to the third part. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the third part is redundant gear. So this is kind of my third tip. Um, redundancy in gear is super important in the winter um, from clothes. So again, that trip that I mentioned earlier this year, I had to chop a bunch of firewood and stuff. I wasn't all that prepared for it. I soaked my pants, like soaked through my pants. I had sweatpants underneath of it. Everything was soaking wet. I was freezing. And I didn't, even then, this was, you know, about a year ago, I didn't bring any extra clothes. It was a one-nighter. It wasn't the end of the world. I didn't leave or anything like that. I sucked it up through some hot hands in my, my sleeping bag and I, I made it through the night. But, um, but you need to think about that stuff, right? Especially if it's going to be a longer trip or you're farther away from home or you don't have as many options as that, then you're going to have to have some extra clothes, some extra socks, maybe some extra shoes or boots. You just want to think about, you don't want to overpack and bring a ton of stuff, but in the winter, especially it gets really, really scary, really fast if your stuff goes wrong. So having some redundancy in your gear is super, super important just to give you peace of mind, just to help you out, to make sure that you're going to be comfortable and you're going to be safe. Um, you know, I mentioned propane freezes, right? This was something that a couple years ago, I'd never even really thought about. Like, it's not like I pull my grill out in January and try and grill hamburgers. It's just not something that usually happens, right? So, um, but I had a stove that was propane and I had my buddy here that runs off propane and you go and you turn the knob and nothing comes out. It's completely frozen, right? Propane does freeze at certain temperatures. So if you're in cold enough temps and you're relying on propane for your heat and or your cooking, like, can you even eat? What if you only brought stuff that could be cooked on like a stove? If you don't, all of a sudden your one, your one source of, of food cooking is gone. What are you going to do? Right? Um, I've had instances where I went in the winter and it had rained a bunch and then it had dropped, the temperature had dropped. And so like every piece of wood was essentially like covered in ice. And I tried for hours to start a fire and I couldn't, I just couldn't get it started. There was just no way everything was sopping wet or totally frozen solid. Um, so that was out. Then I tried to cook stuff with my propane stove and that wouldn't work. Now, luckily I had brought some like chips and some, some like dry goods, right? Some other stuff that I could eat. But so I, I basically didn't get dinner. I ate like snacks. I ate like chips and and stuff like that, some beef jerky and things like that, because I just didn't, I it never even occurred to me that like I wouldn't be able to cook my actual meal because the propane would freeze. So again, I'm passing this stuff on to you guys so you can learn from my mistakes instead of having to make them yourself. Have a second, you know, if you're going to go, even for just a day or two, and you're, you're like, I'm going to cook burgers and hot dogs and steak and mashed potatoes, and those are like, that's all the food you bring, you might be in trouble. Bring some energy bars, bring some, some backups, bring some like cold sandwiches or things like that. Bring something as sort of a backup that you could eat later if you don't end up using it. But if your propane doesn't work, you need to have something so that you don't have to like turn around and go home. All right, so those were my three tips, right? So essentials, think about your essentials, think about the absolute things that you have to have. Then move on to comfort. Think about the things that are going to make it so that it's not just survivable, but also enjoyable so that you want to do it again. And then lastly, think about redundancy in your gear. So think about what could possibly fail. Think about what you might need a backup for, whether it be clothes or heat or cooking or food. Um, think through those things that you may need some redundancies on and make sure to pack for those so you've got a backup just in case. So like a good overlander, you're prepared for any eventuality, right? 
Um, so again, I hope that those tips were helpful for you. I hope that that gives you some ideas and maybe hopefully saves you some time and energy and effort and hopefully some of the, the trials and tribulations I've had to go through in my overlanding life. Um, if it was helpful for you, click that thumbs up. That really helps. I appreciate it. Um, if you're not already, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell to be notified when new videos drop. Um, I'd love to have you as a subscriber. There are also in the description down below, there are links to all the products that I mentioned in this video. So just for your reference to make it easier on you, if you click through those, you can get right to them. Anything that I mentioned. There are links to my featured partners. They all have awesome stuff, like amazing, high quality, cool gear. So definitely check them out. And then of course, I've got links below to all my social channels, Facebook, Instagram. I've got a Patreon page that's really awesome that I'm trying to grow into like a really unique group of loyal sort of diehard weekend warrior type overlanders. So if that's something you're interested in, definitely check that out as well. And then last, I just started a new newbie overlander Facebook group. So there's a link in the description to that. And if whether you're experienced or new, we'd love to have experienced folks to help answer questions. And then the new folks, you know, if you have questions, we'd love to have you join that just so you could chat with everybody. Um, so again, I hope that was all helpful for you. I'd love to see you on the other channels. I'd love to see you, you know, working with the vendors and things like that because I know they're going to have some great stuff for you. But thanks so much for watching and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.